In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International on Net. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Dome Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the star historian, paranormal investigator, ghost writer, general, Mr. Richard Fielding. Good day to you folks. How are you? I am out it's funny, last week we were broadcasting live from Salem in a Ooh. haunted, well, you know, it was really, it was a horror museum. Right. Where they actually have the, uh, I don't know how, they're, they're, uh, the bodies of the mummies, uh, they were made from the real actors. I mean, they, when, when they make the masks and stuff, they, they oh, yeah? the mold out of them, body cast, or whatever they're called. Yeah. Very freaky. That's amazing. That's quite good. A little bit like a death mask that they used to take of people. Exactly. Hey. Ah. And is it is the place haunted? Of course it is. Oh, it, it was, but the funny part about it, it was haunted by, um, it was this character. You ever see Poltergeist? The series? Yes. Remember the second one? No, I didn't see the second one. Oh, there you go. No, no, I got, I got, it, number one was enough. <laughs> yeah, well, the second one, they had this, guy that came from the past, whatever, they tried to take the little girl back, but he was wicked, evil, and stuff. I forget his name, uh, but anyways, uh, so they make the, the, the body cast out of him, right? Yes. And they have, so they have it there, but the thing is, when they make this, I am sure that there are cells, right? So oh, yeah, too, right. DNA from the person. Yeah. And energies. Exactly. And yeah. In fact, this, this particular person, although there was nothing really um, bad about him in real life. Because he was an actor, I presume. Right. Yeah. He, but he was a method actor. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know so, where you're coming from. So it was interesting. Anyways, Maureen didn't like it at all. So uh, that's, that's the gist of that. Oh, really? Now, now, it's funny you say, because what you actually said a few moments ago was rather interesting, because you said that, um, it, you know, it, the, the, the second film, Poltergeist, was, was scary, evil, and, and everything else. And you see, this is something that, that ugh, I, that's why I didn't watch it, because I don't believe in it. Yeah. I, don't be, I don't believe, I, I believe there is evil, of course, uh-huh. but I don't believe that poltergeists are evil. 
I think that it's a cry for help on behalf of the spirit, the soul, or whatever it happens to be oh, that's I trapped. See, I see. I see. It's like, oh, help me! I just killed three people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no! I understand that now. Yeah, okay, Richard. No, I, do. No. I understand it. No, 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 I don't think that it... Listen, if you, I, I believe that if you're evil on this planet in, in life, then I believe that, that when you go over for a period of time, you're evil. But I don't believe that most people are evil. I think most of us are very nice, thank you very much. And I, w I would challenge you to... And I think I may have asked you this before. How many evil people have you bumped into this week? Count you. How many? Counting you. No, yes, definitely counting me. <laughs> Because, honestly, most people aren't even... You know, how many people have you walked down the street this week for fear of your life that they're going to get you? Uh, Apart from me. Well, none. other than my wife... Yeah. <laughs> same thing, none. No. Absolutely zero. And that's the same thing in the, in the, in the, in the ghost world. In my opinion, that, that, that this scary monster uh, business... This is all going to be in the book, by the way, that... that that comes out in hopefully in time for me to come over uh, in August uh, because I don't believe that ghosts are meant to be scary. In fact, the profession of a ghost is not to scare you. Oh, oh they have professions now. Cool. Well, no, sorry. If, if I, they... I didn't realize that. <laughs> if a ghost had a profession, which it doesn't, which it doesn't, but if it uh, did, it wouldn't be to it wouldn't be to get you. At two o'clock in the morning. Unless you've got all these hypotheses here, if a ghost had a profession, if you ran into some haunted person, <laughs> if you are in this... I'm world, into I, hypotheses. Yeah. Anyway, we, must, we can talk a lot more about this when I see you face to face. That's right. And I can look you straight in the eye and tell you that, that, that ghosts are not there to get you. And, that, and poltergeists are not scary monsters, honest. That's only, I don't think. That's only like uh, six weeks away or something like that. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting, uh, is it going to be hot? No, it's rainy, it's just like London, it sucks. No, you're joking. No, it's horrid. Ah, oh, I thought I was in for a bit of, bit of sunshine and bringing me, I can't even say, maybe beauty shorts with me, but obviously not. Well, you know what, you may bring the sunshine with you, what can I tell you? Some people, yeah, well, it's, it's beautiful over here. It's beautiful, anyways. yeah. Oh, well, all right. well, anyway, that'll be good for the ghosts, won't it, if it's a bit overcast, over cast and cloudy and, and, and what have you. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking you know forward to it. You know what? There's, there's this rumor going around that you might actually be filming something to do with battlefields and ghosts. So I, I, You've hit the I nail on the head, sir. I don't know. It's just a rumor as far it's as I not, know. It, yeah, you know what they say. There's no smoke without fire. Uh -huh. And, uh, um, yeah, that's absolutely true. Because, uh, as you know, we spoke a few weeks ago uh, with the, that wonderful guy from Gettysburg, uh, and, and yeah, I'm planning on doing uh, a bit of a pilot uh, for this TV show that I'm working on called Battlefield Ghosts. Um, and I want to do, oh, some controversial stuff uh, over there, including obviously filming at Gettysburg, if, if they'll let me. Uh, and I want to do Concord as well. Um, but I want to try and tempt the spirits out, possibly in the daytime, possibly at night. Uh, and yeah, do some footage, some filming. So my son William is is hopefully coming with me. Who is he's got his own production company that's called Felix Films. Film. And um, so it's this is an, an an ulterior motive for me to come over to to actually do some filming uh, for the pilot, which is I'm really excited by it because uh, I have one or two TV producers companies that are already inter interested is the word. 
We can all say that, but they're interested. So, uh, yeah, I'm coming over to start filming. Well, I don't know if you know this, but they're building a huge Hollywood set down on the Cape. Uh, they're trying to steal some business from Hollywood. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, Massachusetts is getting very interested in the uh, movie industry. Oh, oh well. <laughs> that could be good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested. But I'm also, I mean, I'm extremely excited, Ron, as you know, about coming over and doing these events with you. Um, but I, I've got a question. I want to know what Circles of Wisdom is in, really? in Andover. Circles of Wisdom is your metaphysical bookstore and a whole lot more. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and of course, it's haunted. No. Well, you know what? You know, I, I said no right off the bat, but, you know, every time I go in there, there's some stuff. Oh, really? I don't know if because of all the work they're doing or whatever. Yeah, it could be, could be. But I'm looking forward to that because that's, uh, that's a ghost hunt, and I'm quite quite looking forward to that one on um, whenever oh, it no, is. No, 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 it's, it's sponsored by them. It's, the ghost hunt is not there. Oh, I see. Sorry, I just thought that because I've been looking on the website, you see. Um, the, the Any Ghost Project website? That's what. That's the one, was it? Any, any, any ghost project dot com. Correct. Uh, and I've been looking on it, seeing where I'm going and what I'm doing, you see. And, that would and, be a good uh, idea. Yeah, so it would be a good idea to know. So, uh, yeah, circle, and it said Circles of Wisdom, 9th Main Street, you see, and I thought that's where I was going to be. No. So where am I going to be? I can't tell you. So, uh, it's a secret. You've got it. Oh, all right, then. But do remember that I'm, <laughs> I'm not a medium, so I don't need, people don't need to keep things a secret no, I, to I me. I heard you were large. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, well, sort of medium to large, but... Uh, anyway, uh, don't we have a guest online? We do indeed. We've got Ross Bartlett back again. Oh, the... Uh, the, 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 the little the, uh, kid genius. The little kid genius. Oh, I don't know he's a little kid genius. I haven't actually met him yet, but he's he's one of the youngest mediums I know. And, and to be honest with you, one of the... I tell you, one of the best. So, uh, shall we bring him on? That would be a good idea. It would, wouldn't it? Paul has been waiting for ages, listening to us waffling, you see. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think you talk now. Wait till you get over here. Well, I anyway, can't wait. Ross, are you there? I am. Hey, how are you? Hooray! Hi, Ross. <laughs> Hi there, I'm good, thanks. So, good. What, what do we call you? I called you Kid Genius, but I, I'm not quite sure <laughs> that's the word, but uh, what do we call you? What, what are you, Mr. Ross? Um, well, I guess, um, well, the, the, my kind of calling card, if you want, on, on my site is the Teen Psychic. So you can call me by that, I guess, rather than the Kid Genius. Oh. Kid Genius sounds good to me, though, doesn't it? Doesn't it, you, Ross? Yeah, that's not a bad name. Like, I have to uh, patent that and, you know, copyright it. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call me when I was a kid. Well, maybe not. <laughs> but anyway. Well, Kid Genius, you! Go on. Oh, right. <laughs> Maybe tea's been brought. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I'm not sure. If, are we broadcasting on Pararex or not? Uh, let's, I got a message from one of them that we lost them or something. So, oh, dear. Uh, whatever. Hopefully, uh, let me see what's going on there. Anyways, um, so, Mr. Ross, what have you been up to? I heard you've been doing some work with the uh, BBC, which stands for something over there, I'm sure. The British yeah, Broadcasting uh, yeah, Corporation. Yeah, yeah, it's like your 80s. Um, yeah, well, I was doing um doing um a couple of things for them. It's um a series called "I Want to Believe" that's gonna um be airing in BB on BBC Three in the autumn. 
um, and it's um, investigating different celebrities' beliefs. Um, is what the series is doing. So I'm, I'm led to like understand, and um, I'm in the one about that's sort of the ghosts and the spirits side of things. Wow. I think you were so in it with one of the EastEnders um, stars, weren't you? Yeah, that yeah, that's right. Joe Joe Swash was his name, and um, he played uh, Mickey Miller on EastEnders here, and he also the, the one I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here! Fantastic! It's a program, a very 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 popular soap that's on. God, I don't know how many nights a week. Quite a lot. Um, it's been running for years and years and years. Um, very popular, and it's all about people that uh, live in the East End of London. Oh. So it's a very, very, very popular programme. Uh, so for him to be on with someone off, off East Enders is quite uh, quite something, really. Did you enjoy it, Ross? Yeah, it was good, yeah. He um, he originally came to see me do a, an evening of mediumship, right. um, and they took footage from that. Um, and he was impressed enough by that to invite me back to do a paranormal investigation with him. Which was at bottom in jail in Cornwall. This is a good start. This is very good. Fantastic. So um yeah, and that was, um you know, a full night of paranormal investigating in a bottom in jail. Which bottom was in jail. Interesting. You know that? Oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Ron, that place is um is awesome. Um it's one of my favourite um favourite locations in, 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 in the British Isles to be quite it's in Cornwall. Um <laughs> And it's a, a very, 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 very large um, semi-derelict prison. Um, yeah, one. It is derelict. Yeah. That's right. And and probably the best bit. I don't know what you thought about this, uh, Ross, but the the best part of the place for me is the um, the, the obviously being in Cornwall and near the sea. Um, there was a very large. There was a big part of it that was a naval um, prison, where obviously they used to lock away yeah, I... well, naval prisoners. <laughs> That, that's Did you, the derelict bit that doesn't have the roof anymore. That's right. I mean, it, it, for me, and remember, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm frightened of ghosts, um, and always have been. Um, to, it, it, was, it was obviously night. We did, I did it with Most Haunted uh, a few years ago. And it's such a scary-looking place, because if you can imagine a, a prison that still has got all its doors and all its... Um, oh dear, uh, all its um, cells still there, very, very big, but with no roof and no way to get up to those cells, and all you've got are trees growing in over the roof of the place. And yeah. it, it, it actually, when you walk through this little door to get in, it looks like a cathedral without a roof on it. And it's the only way I can describe it. And it is as, for me, it's as scary as you can get. Um, although I did have an argument with Ron a few minutes ago, telling him that, there's no, that ghosts aren't there to scare you. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but I even was... so, it's a frightening yeah, place. I, I, I have to agree with you, Richard, on that one, definitely. So. It's horrible. That's ghosts aren't there to scare you, <laughs> No, that's all down to Edgar Allan Poe. If, if they had a job, that was what it would be. That's what it I would, thought no, we were talking about that. If they had a job, that wouldn't be what they were there for. They're there. They're there for a reason, and it's not to scare you. That's right, isn't it, Ross? That is indeed, yep. You agree with me, don't you? I do, yeah, 100%, yep. Yeah, the scare factor is, is all been all created by Hollywood. Uh, Programmes like Most Haunted, uh, Haunted Homes, um, and um, ghost stories and that sort of stuff. We, we love to be scared. 
Okay. When when you come over here, Richard, and Maureen <laughs> kicks the crap out of you when she's trans channeling some mean little. Yeah. Don't come crying to me. It, it'll scare me. It'll scare me. Don't worry. I'm just trying to tell the world that it's not scary. I'm, I think I'm just trying to convince myself yeah, that we'll it's, there's nothing to be scared of. But uh, yeah, uh, did did things happen to you, Ross, in 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 the um, uh, in the naval part of the prison? Yeah, yeah. Um, through the whole the whole prison, different different things were happening, and I picked up on quite a few spirits and ghosts in the place. Um, as for sort of you know physical things happening to the rest of the people there, um, right. we did have some some loud footsteps and things like that occurring, but they're still really um going over a lot of the EVP stuff and the footage to kind of um see what else was going on. Really, oh, I say. Yeah. What, so, a, what about the naval good wing? Did anything happen to you there? Was it only that? Um, or did you well, pick yeah, anybody up there? Yeah, yeah, I picked up the spirit of a, a gentleman there, and just outside the naval wing of um, two more gentlemen, actually. Um, and, yeah, they were in interesting characters, is, is the best way I could probably describe them, and I would agree. It's probably the uh, most spooky and active part of, of the place, just around mm -hmm. that, in the naval building and, and around it there. Yeah. Um, and there was um, some people doing um, some visuals, I think, in a couple of the cells, in the program as well, and I'm not sure how they went as well because we were kind right. of split up into different teams a lot of the time. Mm. Um, so hopefully, um, there's some good footage on there, and I know they had some interesting um, EVP things going on um, that they placed up in in the building as well. There, really? um, and it is yeah, it's a sc scary place. Oh, it is. Like it's the vines, it's, it's you know. quite a spooky place to say. But we we did a séance in there that uh, I think it's one of the best séances I've ever done in my life. It went on for, oh, goodness me, well over an hour and a quarter. And it yeah. was so impressive. It was so good. But to be quite honest with you, we could have used, we could have just, just featured that seance on the program without anything else on it at all. Because there was so much activity, so much going on, so much correct. So we, we had a table in there and, and a glass on it in one of the cells. And I got this guy who had been uh, hanged for a murder that he didn't commit. Um, on, on board a ship. Oh, I know that, but that's what he told me. He had no reason to lie to me at this stage, I don't think. What, what but do you mean? He may be looking for forgiveness so he could go on. So he can move on? Well, that's it's right. possible. Yes, but lying isn't going to do any good, is it? Well, because why not? Because you don't well, know any better. The Lord is there waiting and listening, and if he tells a lie, then he'll just he'll just keep him down here for a bit longer, won't he? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I... I would agree, Richard, because a few of the spirits that I was picking up on, you know, the same sort of thing. They were protesting their innocence. Really? Um, once, yeah, they, you know, they're researching different bits of information I gave now, um, yeah. and I'm sure there's going to be some really, really interesting stuff there. Um, oh, you know, because great. coming out with, you know, their full names as well, not just their first names on quite a few occasions. Oh, I love that. Which is always because good. Well, it's so easy, you see, for people to just say, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm getting the letter J. Is there a J? You know, can anybody take a John? Yeah, I'm sure we can all take, yeah. Uh, so if you're coming up with full names, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, uh, I'm interested in hearing more because that's, that's, that's great. And you see, one of the things, uh, Ron, I don't know whether you thought about this, but um, poor, old, poor old mediums, um, they're almost on a hiding to nothing half the time because if they get it right, then they've obviously read the guidebook before they came. And if they get it wrong, and if they get it wrong, 
then, um, well, you know, it's not what it says in, in the guidebook. Uh, and then there's no, no name that we've got um, recorded as that. But you see, I think that uh, some of the times that mediums are actually, for want of a better word, rewriting history and coming up with stuff yeah. that, I mean, that, that nobody's documented before. Yeah, yeah, it can be. Yeah, definitely. I you think know, so. it's, it's something that happens a lot, I find, actually, you know, just because, you know, King, whoever lived there, it doesn't mean that there's any remnants of them in that building there whatsoever. You know, it can quite often right. be just the, you know, the most minuscule of, of person that maybe wasn't even there so long in their life. But, you know, there's something that keeps them there, you know, so it's quite not often you know, anything at all to do with any famous person. It's just, again, a lot of the time, stories that people have wanted to make up. You know, it's never, yeah. oh, you know, Mary hangs about here because she just loves the place and it's happy. It's always someone was, blue, you know, brutally killed or axe murdered, you know. Oh, that, always. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're so, and, and the big, you see, the thing that, that so many, so many mm, ghost hunters, for want of a better word, fall into the trap of, of, of associating the famous person with the ghost. Indeed, you know, yes. we, oh, it's the Tower of London, so it's the ghost of, I don't know, Henry VIII. Or, but why? You know, why couldn't it be the ghost of someone that isn't documented, that isn't, that's never been recorded? You know what, Richard, I have to interrupt because we actually have a, uh, a question from the Tojinet chat room. Oh, great. And, you know, they asked uh, what Ross's psychic background was, and, you know, we really didn't properly introduce them. I, I am totally correct on this. So, Ross, you want to tell us a little bit about your, you know, who are you and in, 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 uh, your background? Sure, yeah. Well, my background is, is Spiritfish Churches, and that's where I, I learned, well, developed myself to be able to do what I, I do today, to the level I can today. I've always had sort of the ability there from the age of, well, for what I can remember, of five, when I had my first clairvoyant vision of a spirit of a lady standing over my bed. Um, as I got older, uh, more experiences happened, which I, I touched on in the last show I did for you guys. Um, you know, and that was ranging from all sorts of physical experiences to me hearing things and seeing things and things moving around the home and some really, really amazing stuff, actually, when I look back on it. Um, yeah, and then I started developing at 13 years of age, full-time sort of developing, you know, really knuckled down to it. Um, and um, did my first platform demonstration at, or well, I just turned 15, just. Um, and then I left school at 16 and went straight into being a full-time medium and have just been doing so for just over a year now. Um, yeah, just over a year. Because I left sort of around my birthday and I've just had my birthday again and turned just 17. Um, yeah, I've um, studied all sorts of different forms of, um, you know, spiritual stuff as well. Um, I'm very into my crystals and that side of things and I use them to develop my psychic and mediumistic gifts as much as I can as well. Um, and more really, my main sort of background is doing evenings of mediumship as well, and that's where I've kind of gotten known from, if you like. Um, and you know, I very much I like focusing on evidence in everything I do in terms of the paranormal. Um, and I've just kind of, well, as I say, sort of just been doing the best I can, I could say, and, and really giving my all to it for a year now. If that sort of sums me up in a nutshell, I'm not sure, but. Uh, actually, I have a question for you now. Now, you said you just did some taping with the BBC. Uh, yeah. Do you find that distracting, or does it help you uh, do what you do? Um, 
I think sometimes it can be more distracting for the spirits in the place. Um, you know, especially if the location hasn't been filmed before. Um, it's kind of like, oh, what, what's that? You know, they might not even you know, have any understanding of technology yet. You know, if they're if they're stuck in that particular location and grounded there. Um, for myself, it, well, it's just like anything else, really. You know, it, just having a camera in front of my face doesn't really, you know, make me nervous at all. It's nothing like demonstrating in front of hundreds of people. You know, so that that's what I'd say. You know, if I was to say it made me nervous or you know it changed my my way of thinking at all. I think just having a camera there doesn't really distract me or, or do anything. It's just another person holding a camera. Okay. Now, you also worked with an, an actor, so, I mean, that must a little be, be a little different in that, you know, this is not just like a ordinary person you're working with or a, an audience. This is someone who has somewhat of an ego, I would assume, uh, has the uh, persona, so, I mean, does that affect you at all? Well, Joe was a nice guy, um, nice enough guy, definitely, and, you know, and he was interested in it, um, very much so. Um, and he was really, um, really, you know, looking forward, really eager and enthusiastic to, you know, see whatever happened or what, what results we would get. Um, and he was kind of, I think he, he get, got more intrigued as, as he went along, you know, meeting me and he met other people along the way. He met um, someone that invents um, different forms of stuff and, and gadgets to try and um, pick up on spirits in different ways. And um, it's something called a spirit box, which tries to, you know, get their voice through. Um, you know, he invents all sorts of gadgets like that and tries to put his own little slant on them. So I think as Joe went along, he kind of just got even more involved in a way. Um, and yeah, he was very professional and fine to work with. Okay. Mm. Was he a believer in the first place, Ross? Did, did he actually, you know, or was he a sceptic? Well, um, that's a good question, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously um, he's making a TV programme, so it, it can be, you know, difficult to sometimes find the real person. Indeed, yeah. Um, well, I know he, he had some sort of background, I think, going back where um, someone in his family, I can't really remember who, um, took him to spiritualist churches. So he kind of had that, you know, from a fairly young age that, you know, I think obviously impacted on him to some sort of degree. Um, I think, you know, his family on his mum's side is quite, um, I wouldn't say they're believers, but they're, they're kind of on the fence you know, they're at that stage of, you know, being very intrigued by it all. Yeah, and yeah. I guess he was somewhere somewhere in the middle as well. Um, I know he had a reading with a medium um, as well, someone in during the program. I'm not sure if that's going to be actually on it or not. I, I can't yeah. I can't say. But um, yeah. I know that he took quite a bit away from that, and, and that definitely gave him more to think about and more to look at. Um, and then he saw me demonstrate, um, and I, you know, he seemed obviously quite impressed with that. And you know, sometimes you don't necessarily have to have something physical happen to yourself no. or, your, or your own reading to say, hang on a minute, there's got to be something in this. You know, if you're seeing people, you know, random people get all sorts of messages, you know, that are very evidential. You know, there's no way I could have known the things I'm saying or, you know, one mediums out there. So, you know, you can definitely take a lot away from just being in the audience seeing a good yeah. medium demonstrate, I think. You yeah. know? So he probably went away more of a believer than when he arrived, hopefully. Well, yeah, hopefully. Well, I'd like to think so. You know, that, he didn't, we actually um, have to take a break, so you're going to have to hold that thought.
Told you in a Yep, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Told You Neck. I am Ron Kolick. He is Richard Felix, and we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Get ready for Cowboys and Indians. I'm Eric Sullivan, sports anchor at CBS 19. I love the Dallas Cowboys. I wore Roger Starbucks jersey four consecutive pitcher days when I was in elementary school. Cowboys and Indians, 11 to noon central, Tuesdays on Toginet. I'm Eric Williams, third generation NFL player, Super Bowl winner from the Washington Redskins. I've been in the trenches. I know what I'm talking about, especially when I'm going to get some spiked hair cowboy groupie. Cowboys and Indians, get the lowdown. Yeah, you want to be in the thick of it. I, you know, that's what you no, want. I know how hard it is. Like, okay, no, well, I don't get... give me this. What have you done lately? But, but every NFL team hasn't done anything okay, lately. but they have the most talented team in the NFL. Get the smackdown. You are absolutely nuts. Are you kidding me? You've been hitting the head too many times in those trenches, my friend. Cowboys and Indians, 11 to noon central, Tuesdays on Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's very possible, and, and and could happen for sure. You know, it's everything is energy. We are energy, and you know, you go into quantum physics, and everything is energy, and it's all vibrating at a certain frequency. Um, so yeah, it could definitely, for me, resonate. Yeah, still be resonating today, and have um, psychic and, and ghostly phenomena there. Um, the second question, uh, second part of that, if you were a, a uh, method actor. And you know they really get into the parts, especially the good ones. I mean, they they become the person they're acting. Uh, is it possible to pick up on the vibes of the person they're portraying? Um, well, Aha, I guess it's <laughs> possible, but I would say 
I wouldn't I wouldn't think so because you know unless unless they've got something on them that is to do with that person like they're wearing an actual costume that that person they're trying to betray war I can't see them just picking up on them out of thin air because yeah, well, why instance, would they do that for instance uh, we were talking about Poltergeist 2 and the uh, the evil deacon or whatever it was that came back from the came from the future to take the little girl away well they yeah. actually made a body cast of him for, for this part so his cells are still in this body cast, so I assume that if he was in the, the mind sake of this character at the time, that you could pick up on those vibrations. Potentially, yeah, I, I think that'd be possible. You, you know, if you're open, you know, and your awareness is of a certain degree, yeah, I'm sure you could, you know, pick up on the energy of that person, and I wouldn't think you would act like him necessarily, you know, I don't think you'd turn into a raving lunatic, you know, or whatever. Um, but you might feel angry or, you know, sad or pick up on an emotion, something along those lines. Because you've got to remember, Ron, that, the, that for all we know, that the guy wasn't actually that good an actor, but that was actually what he was really like. Then you would pick up on it, wouldn't you? Exactly, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, you might. It, it depends on what the person was like, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you know, the thoughts can... Yeah, thoughts are energy. Yes, right? and they have frequencies and right. have weight. Exactly. So why couldn't the, his his thoughts while he was in this costume as a monster uh, still be out there or still be picked up on psychic, psychically? They could cool. be, yeah. Like I say, you, you could pick up on them, um, but I don't think you would really be picking up on them in a, in a thought process. I think it'd be more feelings that you would pick up. Um, you know, I think it'd have to be quite a bit of resonant energy there for you to be able to be picking up on images or or hearing, you know, things, you know, or, or getting some sort of something running through your mind or your brain. But I, I definitely think you could quite easily pick up on emotions that that character was trying to betray, you know, anger, sadness. Definitely the more stronger the emotions are, and I find anger and sadness tend to be probably the most strong. Um, you know, you could you could probably pick that up, and that could come out in, in, in the way you're trying to portray yourself. Yeah, because uh, we found that interesting, because Maureen actually became uh, uncomfortable around this, this particular uh, statue, or whatever it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. So... We just, this is what we kind of figured that she was picking up on that type of energy. So it, it, yeah, she didn't see like you know images and so forth, but she had the uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, feelings and emotions. I think you pick up. Yeah, it's a very interesting topic, really. Not a commonly discussed one. And um, yeah, it, it just goes along with everything, really. You know, everything being energy. So you know, it ties in very well, and it's. As I say, I think it's quite possible. See, the thing we don't seem to understand is that, you know, the, we, we don't understand ourselves. I think that's the biggest problem of all. Um, you know, and as you keep saying, energy is, is, is all important. Um, we are nothing but energy, and, and you can't destroy it. And it, it goes on in some form, doesn't it, to, to something or stays around somewhere or can be embedded in, as, you know, like Ron's saying, in, into these um, masks or, or whatever they are. Um, yeah. Until we start to realize more about ourselves, I don't think we'll understand just how absolutely amazing the human, the human being, the human mind, the human brain is. Um, 
we know little, so little about ourselves. We're, we're, in fact, we're wandering around like zombies or robots most of the time um, and not trying to understand ourselves yet. Mm. But well, one but day we probably what, will. What Ron is saying there is no different from um, a ghost, you know, the energy of a ghost being in a particular building, like embedded in the wall or wherever mm. in that building. Um, you know, and, and it just comes out. It's no different, really. It's just energy being placed or being embedded in a certain object, and it just That's comes right. out. Like yeah. a medium would pick up on the ghost, you know, or a psychic, or you know, even anyone can potentially, you know, because we've all, yeah. I believe, we've all got a certain amount of awareness there. Um, so it's no different than someone picking up on a ghost in that sense. No, no, or someone pressing the replay button of a video player and seeing exactly. a recording of 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 a dead person. That's held in the fabric, in the, you know, on the tape, or, or you know, it's just so similar. But, but of course, you see, 150 years ago, if we if we if we put a big dropped a big screen down in a haunted location uh, and uh, played a video of or a DVD of, of, of John Wayne, we'd, we'd flee the building, saying, "Oh my God, look, it's the ghost of John Wayne." Yeah, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, because we don't understand the fact that we can record things. And I think we've been recording things in the fabric of the buildings ever since man came onto this earth. Yeah, definitely. There's all sorts of, you know, records throughout time. You know, go back to Egyptian times and the whole Black Mm. Miracons. It's Mm. just like our TVs, how they work now. So it's no different. Again, it's just energy being able to work through something and be in something, exist in something, and so on. Yeah, and we become the receiver because we yeah. seem we happen to be on the right frequency at that moment and and we receive the the image i suppose again yeah just like a tv receives a picture an image a frequency of something a crystals mm. they give off a frequency of something and you know we can receive it it's just the same with a ghost or any form of energy yeah and we call it you know because we don't understand it we call it a ghost and also because we don't understand it we're frightened of it which is where the yeah. fear factor comes in. Yeah, Not well, because you know, it's a demon, we'll... Ron. <laughs> well, <laughs> you are we will. Anyways, I have a question. Now, I, I know you guys have a, a, a pretty curious case of there about the, the more murders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, Ross, I, I, I was wondering, what do you think the role of a, of a, of a medium or a psychic as you are in uh, a police case uh, is, is that something that will be expanded upon or something that we should stay out of or, or a psychic should stay out of? Uh, what, what's your well, opinion? It's very, very dodgy ground, I find, because, um, you know, you're dealing with very important stuff. Um, I think it's 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 a good thing, um, and I think it could solve loads upon loads of, of cases that have been unsolved, you know, cold cases throughout mm-hmm. time, you know, not just, you know, going back as far as you want to throughout history. I think there's potential there. Um, and I think it's something that will, there will be more of happening in the future. Um, but I think the mediums themselves have to be very careful. Um, you know, I know a story um, of a particular medium and he was involved in this, um, this police case and he, um, he was, you know, obviously reading different locations and things and picking up on different people. Um, and he was told from the spirit world the particular name of the person who committed the crime. Right. Um, and, he, and he described this person. And 
this information fitted 100% with a prime suspect they had already for the case. So this suspect, this suspect got trialed and everything like that. Um, and eventually it, it fell through. And some years later, um, it was actually, I believe, the uncle that committed um, the uh, murder as it was. But the name was also the uncle's name and the description also fit with the uncle. So potentially wow. an man there could have been put in jail for his life because of a circumstance like that. So I think it's very, very touchy ground. You see where I'm coming from? Right. Yeah. Now, now yeah. the other thing, for instance, I remember when I had uh, uh, Byron Jackson from uh, Haunted Devon on the show, and he had uh, a psychic who did animal work, and she talked about how she was able to find this animal. Well, as you know, the the huge, I guess, the humongous number of misin-person cases uh, that are around the world today. I mean, could psychics uh, help us find all these people, or uh, do you think they should even try? Um, yeah, I think they can help, definitely. I think they can help, and yes, I think they should try. Um, and I think it's it's something better to work with, because, you know, you know that person's missing. Um so you know you're either going to you're going to come to a conclusion where you're going to find them or you're not going to find them, are you? So it's it's a lot more clear, and I think you know it's something that will become progressively more popular and used as we we move on in, in the next few years. Um, and yeah, I definitely strongly feel that it should be used more um, because it, I think it could you know save lives. Tell me, tell me this one, uh, Ross, because this is something that has intrigued me for a long time. Um, okay, so you, you're, you, there's a body uh, of, a, of a person that, that was murdered. Um, they were never buried. Uh, their body was never found. Uh, the murderer was never found. And they've right. been buried, oh, in concrete under the cellar floor. Of a house in 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 Nottingham, okay, right. yeah, right. Not, this isn't real, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I hope you're speaking from No, experience. it's not. I didn't do it. It wasn't me, honestly. And um, so, could I mean? I'm not necessarily saying you, but could a medium or psychic pick up on on just the fact that the body is is there, or would the spirit soul, entity, call it what you want, of that person have to still be around to tell you or the medium where the body is? Um, I would say both. Really? Um, it, I think it'd be, yeah, it, it'd be easier if, um, you know, the, the spirit was still around and they could, you know, point you in the right direction and say, oh, here I am. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also possible, again, like, you know, it ties in with what we were talking about earlier on. You could pick the up energy. on the energy of that of that particular person underneath the concrete. Um, right. But I think it would depend on, on many things, you know, how much perhaps, um, you know, how much, you know, trauma they were perhaps going through. You know, if they were in that particular um, basement, you know, while they were murdered would add to it again. And there'd be more energy in there that you could work with yeah. also um depending on how long they've been buried under the concrete i'd mm. say would make a difference um why because you know rush? even what's that why is that rush why why uh, how long would make a difference 
Well, again, it works in the a process of energy again. Um, and as we we our you know our actual spirit leaves our our own physical body, um, you know, and we and we go to the spirit world. Some of our energy that's you know within our body will will still be there. It will be like energy. We're all constantly shedding energy. We're changing our aura. Our energy's shedding off. You know that's how quite a bit of poltergeist activity happens. You know, especially with young children and old people. Mm. Um, so you know it'll just work in the same process where there'll still will be some some energy of that person left on engraved in that physical body that you can sense. But obviously, the longer it goes on, the more that will deteriorate or, you know, change into some other form of energy because it's not needed anymore and it will just eventually fade out. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, just the same as... So in other, sorry. So in other words, when it actually becomes nothing but dust, uh, yeah. when the bones have even disappeared and have just become nothing but dust and faded into the soil, then, then there's almost no energy left there as there would have been with a full body or a skeleton or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would I would say definitely. Now that, you know, it's like that is fascinating because I, I, I just very quickly, not trying to steal the show here, guys. Um, I, I long time ago I taught myself to use dowsing crystal, uh, yeah, and um, obviously use it quite a lot. Be using it when I come over with you, Ron. But I also um, purely by I, I've used it on stone, and if you put your hand on 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 stone from standing stones and various things like that. The, the crystal will actually gyrate backwards and forwards, um, which scared me a bit. When it, but I've also taught myself, and I can do it, and I do it with a skull, a human skull. And I'm talking about a dead human skull. And as soon as you put your hand... Well, you live human skull. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it obviously works very well with it when you put, if you just put your hand on, on someone's head, and I'm talking about a live person... But I swear to you guys, it works when you put your hand on a human skull. And I did it the other... I've done it frequently, but I also did it the other week through in a glass case. I put my hand on the glass case, and it works. So in other words, what Ross is saying is so right. There is still energy encapsulated and held in, in that, that, that shell, which was once nothing but a machine, an energy machine. Fascinating. You've, you've, you've added something to me tonight. I've got another little bit for my jigsaw puzzle now for the oh, book. Great. I'm starting to get a bit worried about you, Richard. You know, people under basements and skulls and... Yeah. <laughs> I'm into that sort of stuff in a big way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's fascinating. Absolutely amazing. So, you could... I mean, you see, now my next question is, so, so why aren't mediums flocking to the police to tell them where all these bodies are? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good question. It's well, I think there's well loads of reasons why you could say mediums aren't doing that. You know, it's it could be the mediums not so confident. Um, it yeah. could be the mediums a bit nervous in approaching the police about something they're perhaps, like yeah. I say, unsure about. Yeah. Um, you know, and to a degree, it's it's got to come from the police. You know, because I ca I can't mm. see you know how you could be you know thousands and thousands of miles away. And um, be picking up on where someone was buried, yeah. unless unless you've got a spirit contact related to that person there, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. you know, you'd have to have for me police permission rather to investigate in that yes. case, and it's not like the you know every kind of police is, is sort of indulging in right now. You know, they're yeah. I know it, it takes place and it happens. As I say, I think it'll be happening more. 
but I think, you know, it's not happening perhaps enough right now, actually, when I look at it, because I think, you know, I could certainly, you know, I think any medium really could do, could do that, you know, myself and any medium. So there's no reason why it can't be used as long as it's used in the right way, you know? But we have to take it seriously first. And that's one of the problems that, that so many people, scientists, the authorities, uh, uh, probably the police don't take this seriously enough and so don't yeah. come because that, that the, the sooner we realize that there is something in it that there is a that it is genuine and we get away from the the misguided ideas that that all mediums are charlatans and are in it for the money and all of that then the better we'll be because there is that's something it. in it well yeah you know, yeah, yeah that, that's my next point was you know we, oh, every medium get taken seriously by the police as well and it's something that hopefully will get progressively better um, as yeah. times go on. And that's that's another big reason, I, I would have to say, that, you know, they go to the mediums and the mediums are... and, you know, the mediums get put off and, and get put back because yeah. the police just blase them off and think they're, you know, loopy. Oh, so, yeah, that's the whole point, you, know, you see. Oh, no, they're all, all, all nutters, you know, vivid imagination um, in it for exactly. what they can get out of it. And uh, same old, same old. You know, people just don't understand that, that, you know, as long as there's been life on this planet, or should I say death on this planet, people have talked of, of contacting the dead, of the dead returning, of the, you know. And yet we still, we're in the Stone Age, Ross, to be honest with you. Still. I tell me about we? it, Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And you must have a difficult time. We've gone backwards rather than forwards. If you look at Egyptian cultures, Mayan cultures, a lot of African Aborigines, cultures, yeah. yeah. So yeah. in touch, so in touch and so more knowledgeable um, than we are today, you know, and you can even go back further to the whole um, Atlantis concept, and that's not the yeah. city that's sunk, you know, that I'm talking about the yeah. science behind it, or not the fairy tale story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they were a lot more in touch in touch with things and how earthly energies work and, and crystals and, and forms of energy like that. And mm. you look at the black mirror concept that the Egyptians probably originally came up with, as far as I'm aware. Yep. Um, it's basically how our TV works today, you know, and it took us another, you know. Yeah, well, 1900 well, years or something to, to come, yeah. up, come up with the same uh, idea. Loads of centuries to come back round to the same idea that we came up with centuries ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and we we think we've invented it all, and it's all it's all new. You know, mobile telephones. You know, I mean, prehistoric man was using telepathy long before we even thought about about Vodafone or anything else. Yep, very true. And people still do use it, of course. Aborigines and and people in third world countries still still teach their children to douse to find their way home. They haven't got a yep. nav system. No, they haven't got a sat nav system yet. It's, it's still used in a lot of African cultures today, telepathy and and power of the yeah. mind and things like that. Yes. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, we are we are so backwards, uh, and yet we think we're so great, don't we? We do. Yeah. You know, and we we look at ourselves as as being the best, kind of in the foreground of everything in the world, um, and that might be true with some things, but when it comes to our own understanding, how we are as Above. beings our spiritual self, we're, we're still in, you know, we're still in preschool, really. Yeah, we are, yeah. And, and, and just won't have it. And, you know, it's up to folks like us to, um, um, you know, get out to the world and let them know. And radio programs like this, Ron. <laughs> the only thing I think yeah, that yeah. We're, we've moved forward on is mental mediumship. 
Um, mm. And I think that's that's happened because of the way the world has gone. You know, you, you look back in time and there was a lot more physical and, and trance mediumship going on. But the way the world works now, it's so fast and people want things now, you know, here mm. and then. I think mental mediumship has had to take over naturally, you know, because it's more now, here and then. And, you know, yeah. physical physical stuff can take decades yeah. to yeah. sort out, you know. Um, yeah. And there's very few good physical mediums around now. And those that are, they keep it quiet because they don't yeah. want the, the attention. And, really and it's cute. a very dangerous thing to do, actually, as well. You know, so that's, I think, the only thing that sort of the modern world has moved forward on is, is mental mediumship and the quality of mental mediumship. But, yeah. you know, yeah. the other cultures haven't, haven't tried to go forward in that. You look at Buddhism um, yeah. and, you know, all the Eastern cultures out there, they meditate more than mediums do it and we do um but they yeah, don't yeah. meditate to forward on their mediumship they meditate for enlightenment you know and to gain right. understanding fairness. yeah so yeah i mean tell me something i mean I, I think i'm right in saying that we are all capable we are we all we are all possible mediums are we not i agree with that in, so, in yeah. some form yeah i think there's different levels you know we've all got an awareness we've all got an understanding naturally because we are energy, we are, we are, we're all vibrating at a certain frequency and that's all it works in again is this process of energy um, yeah. and we can all do it to some degree. Granted, like anything, there's people that are, for whatever reason, slightly more naturally more talented at a certain aspect, you know, like you might be naturally a better musician or doing a certain thing, you can naturally be a better psychic or a better medium or trance medium, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But everyone can do it to some degree. You know, you could be taught how to play. Yeah, thought so, thought football, so. You know? But you'll always, you know, you'll have someone that's natural at football that will always be better than you, potentially, if you're yeah. not that naturally gifted yourself. But you can still do it and do it to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all capable of, of playing the piano without reading music. But, but <laughs> some of us, or most of us, will never ever become a, a, a concert pianist. But some people can. I mean, look at Stevie Wonder. How does he play the piano? Yeah. Think of it. But he has a gift. And it, it's all within our own minds a lot of the time as well. We we, mm. we put ourselves back. You know, people develop and think, oh, I can't do that. And then and then they stop or they put themselves off. They hold well, themselves the back a lot of the time. It's Negative, about trust and, and yeah. going with everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Negatives rather than positives. Are you still with us, Ron? <laughs> I'm just like, you know, following you guys. I think it's so cool. So. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> but, you know, one thing I did want to, we talked a little bit about the police psychics before. I wanted to tell you one experience that we had because we were working on a 30-year-old case. Mm. And uh, the police officers that uh, we were working with, uh, you know, were all whatever we wanted. I mean, they gave it to us. Yep. But uh, the, the sergeant and the state police, said, well, you know, it's ridiculous, and if they find anything, I want that psychic in here for questioning. Wow. So, I mean, it's totally different uh, mindset. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's unbelievable, isn't it? But that's the way, you know, the way we are, you see. We just we just will not, for some reason, accept, uh, I mean, I, I refer to the, 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 you probably, I don't know whether you ever ha used to have a coal man that used to come round with the coal in the good old days with a horse. But I remember the coal man coming round with a horse over here. Showing your age. Oh, would you yeah. That was in a past life? Uh, no, this was in my very early life. And the coal man's horse had blinkers on. 
and that was to stop so that the horse could only see in front of him. He couldn't see anything from behind or around him at all, so he wasn't frightened of anything. Now, the coal man's horse has now lost his blinkers, but all of us human beings have still got ours on. And until we take them off, we won't realise that we are an amazing bit of machinery and we need to start thinking laterally rather than just looking in front of us. How about that for a thought for the day? Yeah, you know, oh, my, a... my wife won't let me take mine off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what I'm working towards, actually, that in a way, Richard, is, is changing people's thinking and yeah. changing people's lives. You know, that's why I like doing evenings of mediumship, um, yeah. which I hope, you know, I'll be doing a lot more public work later in the year. Um, my manager and, and, and their people, you know, are sorting out a tour for me in autumn this year. Fantastic. Um, the BBC Three programme is going to air, hopefully, is in autumn this year. Well, that's, that's so, going to help a lot. That's just yeah, what you need, cool. my friend. And, um, really yeah, hopefully is. there'll be a lot more TV and other things like that coming up this year as well. I know there's a lot of well interest done. and a lot yeah, of things well, hopefully moving forward. That's fantastic. You're uh, in for a good career, I think, my friend. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I hate to say this, but we're out of Not again. Yeah. Oh. Just right. while we were getting into it, but never mind. Ross, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Do you have any websites or anything that people can go to if they want to find out more about you? Yeah, I do. It's www.teenpsychic.co.uk. And if you search me in Google or Yahoo, it's just Ross Bartlett, and I'm the first on the list. So that's cool. Well, Ross, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate appreciate it. And once again, good stuff. Talk to you soon, Bart. Ross. Bye-bye. Bye now. Same. Bye. Well, he's good, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, for a kid, you know what I mean? You wait You wait till he's in his 30s. He'll be all burnt out by then. He'll be all burnt out. Well, you never know. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think he's uh, got a good future ahead of him. I really do, Ron. Um, yeah. And very, very genuine... Uh, down-to-earth young man, isn't he, as well? That's which His feet are firmly on the ground, which is yeah, yeah. Uh, really good. I mean, I, I kid, but I, I really was impressed with him. I would love to see him uh, in, you know, work. Uh, yeah, I haven't yet, but I really look forward to seeing him very soon because uh, he's a man after my own heart. You know, he he's, doesn't try to be anything that he's not. And uh, as I say, feet firmly on the ground, which is great. Yeah, so anyways, uh, we've got another show next week. Oh, that'll be cool. Sounds good to me. We've got hopefully got Matthew Smith, Dr. Matthew Smith from Hope University, mm-hmm. who's a parapsychologist, Dr. Matthew Smith, who was uh, used to do The Most Haunted Lives. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I spoke to him the other day, and he'd be more than pleased to come on. Uh, he's got some very interesting things to talk about. He's, uh, as I say, he's a parapsychologist at, at Hope University in Liverpool in England, and... Uh, Bit of a sceptic, but uh, could be very interesting. Well, the problem is, can he deal with me? I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. I'm I'm working on it. So mm. anyway, uh, once again, you are coming over here in the end of August. And yes, I am. You know, one of the things I, I meant to tell you about, one of the tours we're doing is the, uh, uh, what, what they call it, Fort... Oh, Lights. I've just been looking at... Yes! Now, tell me more, because I'm not sure what that's all about, but that sounds good. It's actually pretty cool, because uh, it's a, a full day's trip, and we'll be uh, investigating uh, Lighthouse, uh, a couple of forts, wow. the uh, jail. Uh, oh, good night. God bless, everyone. That's it. See you soon. Bye-bye. In the night, deliver us.